What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, it's crossover time with Javier Ruiz of Lockdown Padres, and we're power ranking, drafting the playoff teams based off championship equity, breaking it all down on today's Locked on Diamondbacks crossover. You are Locked on Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, without further ado to power rank and draft the playoff teams that we think have the highest chance of making it and winning the World Series, we got to have our special guest, Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres on the show today. How are you, sir? Oh, look at that hook. Ooh. Yes, sir. I'm doing great. I'm fired up. We're in the playoffs. Um, that sounds weird coming for the Padres host who was eliminated. Yeah. But look, even and I think I've said this on the show before, maybe even with you, like my friends that are like only soccer fans, my friends that are just don't pay attention to baseball at all. They love the baseball playoffs. Like they just are like I, the, every time it was on for them, like in college and be in someone's dorm room playing. They were like, this is this is electric. And I don't know anything about the players, but it's fun. That's kind of my vibe. So while, yes, that may, may sound uh, sacrilegious to Padres fans, I do still as just a consumer of this lovely sports uh, really enjoy the MLB playoffs. So I'm very excited. Yeah, and hopefully you can hop on your NL West rival buddies bandwagon with the D-backs. We could just ride them. We'll see how far they go. Uh, they play the Brew Crew in round one. We're recording this before the first game of the D-backs playoff run. So we'll see how that goes. But today, Javi, we're going to be drafting and power ranking the teams in the playoff field based off championship equity. As always, I got a coin here to flip to see who gets the very first pick. I'm assuming you're taking tails as always. Of course, man. Tails okay. never fails. Just, except just when it does. Well, might as well ask, you know, be be nice about it. Okay, flipped it. Boom. And today we got a head. So I'm going to have the very first pick in this draft. A lot of different, I mean, I wouldn't say there's too many different directions you could go here. Uh, I think there's probably a tier one. And I think there's probably even a top team in that tier one of all these playoff uh, teams right now. And I would say the Atlanta Braves, I'm taking them number one overall. I just think when you look at that team on paper, the rotation, if you get Max Freed healthy with what you've got from the Spencer Striders and the Bryce Elders of the world, Charlie Morton, I mean, he's old, but he's still effective. Uh, We'll see what Kyle Wright can give you. You probably don't even need him for the playoff rotation just need him healthy maybe for the back end of the bullpen uh your lineup is as deep as any team on paper i mean austin riley is just a guy who we have even like talked about i feel like no one's had an austin riley conversation this year mm. he's been an mvp candidate yeah. last years quietly had another near 40 home run season another monster season he's like their fifth or sixth player in their lineup like that lineup is deep that rotation is deep that bullpen is deep i think the braves are probably the best team from head to toe on paper yeah, absolutely. Like, and I recommend people, like, you bring up a good point about um, <coughs> Austin Riley. Like, everyone just go look up real quick the Braves team because it's just been dominated so much by Olsen and Strider and especially Acuna that, like, Ozzy Albies, low key, had his best season in a while. Uh, Austin Riley's still yeah. really good. Marcelo Zuna. Uh, obviously really bad off-field stuff, but like just in terms of his production, has returned with a vengeance this year as like a really reliable power bat. They've got great catching. 
it's everywhere. And I think that it's the obvious pick. That's why I was like going like this, you know what I mean? Trying to hope that I could uh, pick them first. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Braves are the favorites and they should be the favorites. The only thing I'm worried about, Millard, hmm. just a little bit of a, was this team a little too annoying this year? Were the <laughs> okay. fans too annoying? You know what Ooh, I mean? Was I, it, I, it, I don't mind that. You know what I mean? Because is it kind of like, oh, wow, and everyone's just going to roast them? Is it too good to be true? And then next year when they're worse, that's when they'll actually win. They did win, you know, a couple of years ago. So I, I just, there is a little bit of that vibe to it, but they do have a lot of winners on that team. So, you know, it's not like they have a, a bunch of choke artists that are, you know, not known for delivering the postseason. So it's the right pick. Yeah, definitely seeing their fan base be sensitive at times when it's comes yeah. to the MVP <laughs> discussions and yeah. stuff like that. It gets very analytical, you know, I bring up the fan graph, the fan stat, everything like that. And like you said, uh, Marcelo Zuna, this season, 40 home runs, 100 RBIs, and 900 yeah. plus OPS. I mean, just a monster bounce back season for that guy after we thought, you know, he might have been done the last couple of years. So who do you got with the number two pick, Javi? With the number two pick, because I think that the, the most obvious pick is out of the way mm-hmm. Um I am going to pick um, next up. I'm going to be. Yeah. You know what? Hmm. Hmm. I think there's two teams you could really choose here. See, it's funny because maybe three. There might be three teams, actually. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Once again, I start off this podcast by, you know, being a little bit weird, considering that my team is in there. Now I'm going to be even more weird. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay. The Dodgers, I mean, I I wouldn't say that's too crazy of a hot take. And here's the thing. I do think they are deeply flawed. I do not like that rotation uh, whatsoever in terms of the playoffs. Would it surprise me if Clinton Kershaw gets blown up? No. Would it surprise me if any of these guys, Bobby Miller, Pepio, Yarbrough, that's a problem. But here's the thing. I kind of like that for once. They aren't the unanimous team. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't feel like wow. a lot of people have talked about the Dodgers. And every time people have talked about the Dodgers, they blow it. So just a reverse. Maybe this is actually the best thing for them. I know they still won like 100 games. I know. I know. But it doesn't feel like there was the juice with the Dodgers this year, the way that like they would hit Sports Illustrated covers. There's ESPN Plus articles and Jeff Passon's tweeting about whatever records they've broken. I kind of like that they're in my opinion, a little bit more undervalued than they usually are. Um, and they're really stacked. And Mookie Betts is a stud. Freddie Freeman's a stud. Those guys aren't going to blow it. They never blow it in the postseason. And I just like them a little bit more um, for this postseason. Wow, the underdog Dodgers with two MVP finalists. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what a take. But it's not like I even really disagree with you because this does feel like the most vulnerable Dodgers team that we might have seen in recent memory. It's not even too much of that lineup because the lineup, I mean, they got great bounce back years from the J.D. Martinez's. They've unheralded Jason Hayward mm-hmm. where he's had his best season since like maybe his rookie season. Got some winners on there, man. Yeah. Like, Hayward and uh, what we just said, J.D. Martinez, like there's – They've got some winning vibe to them instead of just good players. And I, th- yeah. I do think that there's a difference. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit. So that lineup is still definitely deep. I think when you look at the that pitching staff, really, the rotation, I mean, you lost Hulu Urias. You lost Tony Gonsolin. Walker Bueller mm. hasn't been there the whole season. So I think this is probably the most, even though this Dodgers team on paper is still super talented, super deep, and still super scary, I think it's probably the most vulnerable Dodgers team we've seen in the last few years and even with that being said you took them number two in this draft I have them number three on my list so we still think they're at the top when it comes Mm -hmm. to championship equity here for me the number three pick 
I'm going to go with the team that just, you know, in the ALCS every single season since 2017, the most hated team in Major League Baseball, but it's hard to not pick them here because of what I just said. They're in mm. the Final Four every single season. I got to go with the Houston Astros, who, despite having a lot of, you know, roster turnover the last few years, right? They lost to Carlos Correa's. Mm. They lost to George Springer's. They led to Justin Verlander's, the Garrett Cole's, the Zach Greinke's. Like, when you think about... The talent drain, actually, of the Houston Astros is kind of remarkable that they've still been in the Final Four every single season, but that's because they've been able to develop guys and find guys like the Jordan Alvarez of the world, uh, turn Kyle Tucker into, like, a star major leaguer, right? For Amber Valdez, like, their development system is just so strong. They're able to find people through scouting, through trades, and so this Astros team, despite having a lot of roster tone turnover over the last few years, I still think there's not an American League team I trust more to make it back to the World Series than this Houston Astros team, who are, what, the reigning World Series champs, I think, as we currently stand here today? Yeah, man, and they just love... There are, it happens every now and then sports teams that are hated just like thrive off of that, you know, and it's everyone's winning. And don't get me wrong, not everyone on this team is still connected to 2017. You still have Jordan, like you said, Kyle Tucker. Um, you, still, you still have those players. But for me, it's just like they just they just don't they haven't had even when they didn't win the World Series, they haven't had a wow. What happened to the Astros moment at all? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, that's impressive. Like, they haven't had a, a Dodgers situation, which is why I, I always make fun of them. Like, the Astros have been, in my opinion, the team of the decade. Um, by far, not the Dodgers. Um, so, I see it. And Verlander, questionable in the playoffs. That yeah. is true. You want to talk about, you know, I know you love bringing that up. Um, just not the most reliable star in the playoffs. I literally drafted Fred Valdez as a regression candidate. But they're just so trustworthy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it, and, and I know that it's like eight years in a row they've done this, but why not again? Um, and I think they, yeah, it got a little bit tight at the end for them, but it might've been good for them. I think that um, they just, they get the American league, man. Every, almost every time they seem to just wipe everybody off the face of the earth. So I think it's a great point to say that they've never like, you never felt like they lost a series, like through yeah. their own failures or like they choked at the plate, their pitchers mm-hmm. like just crashed or something like, it's always like you have to beat the Dodgers or excuse me, you have to beat the Astros to take mm-hmm. it from them, to take the titles away. It never feels like the Astros beat themselves on postseason series. Like we might see from the <laughs> Dodgers uh, now and then. So I, I like the Astros here with my number three pick. Javi, you're up next. But before we get there, if you want to bet on who can win the World Series this season, the best place to place your bets is FanDuel because snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Best believe when Zach Allen's on the mound tomorrow, I'm taking the over on his innings, over on the strikeouts, D-backs money line, and even give me a little Corbin Carroll RBI, please. So visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com today. And don't forget to catch every D-backs and Padres pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the series XM app and search up Diamondbacks. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. 
Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. All right, Javi, let's get back into our little draft. So far, one, two, and three. Braves, number one to me. Dodgers, number two to you. And then I just took the Astros, number three. Who you got at four? Again, picking a team that goes against my nature in a lot of ways. I'm going with the team that, in my opinion, has the second worst fan base uh, in general in all of sports. Um, Boston, obviously, being number one. Duh. Okay. Um, duh. Look, duh. Um, my pick is going to be the Philadelphia Phillies. I like it. Um, a team that is unfortunately filled with a lot of likable, chaotic energy with Nick Castellanos, obviously. Bryce Harper literally like having his gallbladder practically explode in rage uh, is what it looks like happened to him, but he got ejected last week. So all of that. And... Uh-oh. We might have lost Javi, y'all. Hold on. Is he back? Hold on. Let's wait a second. Okay, we got Javi back on the stream. Some technical difficulties, but I think you were talking about something with gallbladder problems and Bryce Harper. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I it was a bad comp to make. He just lost his mind for a second, obviously, okay. last week. That was a hilarious ejection. Although rightfully lost his mind. I do not understand how Angel Hernandez keeps we can't leave yeah, keep yeah, letting him get bad. away with this. Um my bad. other thing about the Phillies is I still kind of like their rotation. Mm-hmm. And I know that Nola's been bad, but there would be nothing more chaotic with his of every other year thing than for him to have his every other year, but that'd be good in the postseason. Zach Wheeler's really good. And I just kind of like Taiwan Walker and Ranger Suarez as like guys to fill the back end. And they're just the type of team that goes crazy in the playoffs. I mean, they did it last year. Um, and I think that they have a pretty this is mean. But, like, I think they have a fairly soft first-round matchup. The Marlins do have, like, a Team of Destiny vibe to it. But if you score four runs on them, like, are you confident that as long as you just have Wheeler out there, like, he's going to be able to shut them down, in my opinion. And same thing for guys like Sir Anthony Dominguez, Gregory Soto. Like, there'll be enough in the bullpen. And I just – I feel like they have that it. I think they have the dog in them uh, with some of those guys. Castellanos randomly being good last year in the postseason with his defense – um, Trey Turner being on fire to end the season, like just one of the great second halves we've seen in a long time. There, there's a good vibe with this team. And I think if they beat the Marlins, in my opinion, a, a fairly soft matchup for them, then they're not going to be scared of the Braves. You know what I mean? They're not going to be scared of that team at all. They just wiped them off the face of the earth last year. So that's my pick. I love this Phillies team. So far, the top four in our draft is how exactly how I have it on my paper. I mean, this Phillies team, I think you could really make the argument of all the playoff teams. They might have like the second scariest lineup after the Atlanta Braves because of the power and speed combination with the Schwarbers of the world. You still got yeah. Bryce Harper there. Then you got the Trey Turners and the Bryson Stotts that can add a little speed. Like they're one through nine to just overall really deep. Like you said, Aaron Ola in an odd year, you just never know what you're going to get. But if he heats up in the postseason, with Zach Wheeler last year the bullpen was a big question mark I think it's still a little bit of a question mark this year but yeah, last sure. year he heated up right as the postseason mm-hmm. you know got underway so maybe their 
open can heat up once again. And that offense, I just think, can explode at any time. I think that's the scariest part of that Phillies team. I, I just think they could be an offense that just scores six, seven runs a game, and maybe they don't need their pitchers to even be that great. So I love the Phillies there. And number four to you, Javi. Number five for me, though, I think this is where you could really start getting controversial. Mm -hmm. I think that top four was kind of locked in. I think the top three was a tier one. I kind of have the Phillies maybe on their own tier and a tier two, considering they're the runner-up from last year. Number five, I think, is where I start getting a little controversial. I'm going with the team that people might not have even had as a postseason team before the season started because they absolutely – Hated their massive signing of Jacob DeGrom this past offseason. Oh, man. I look at that lineup, Javi. The Simeons, the Corey Seegers, the Garcias. You got the Josh Youngs. I know you're not going to have DeGrom and Scherzer. That is massive for the Texas Rangers in the playoffs. But Jordan Montgomery, I mean, we're recording this as the game's going on. He's looked pretty good today. We've seen Nathan Avaldi be a big game pitcher. Like, I think they have enough from their pitching staff with how good their lineup is. I kind of like the Texas Rangers. Maybe that's a little controversial considering you got better teams in terms of on paper behind them, but I kind of like the Rangers here um, as the number five spot. I feel bad for the Rangers almost. It's a team that's spent, which is something that major league baseball teams, the trend has not been going in that direction. They've had a lot of injuries, but they basically were the team more or less all year, except for the last month when injuries started bombarding them with Scherzer, uh, DeGrom was earlier, but you get my point. Um, they even lost John Gray for a little bit. But, hey, Braves a few years back, when they won the World Series, they lost to Cunha. They lost all their guys, and they kept to it, and they still added a couple of pieces to help them out. And like you said, their lineup is really good. They have a, like, you can you can get in on it while it's while the while the stock isn't high vibe for the Braves. They're on the downtrend right now, but they might shoot right back up. Um, so I see it, and... Hey, the Rays, they they have their own uh, history with postseason failure. So, in my opinion, I think I, that was going to be my next pick. So, I'm mad at you. Oh, really? Okay, pick. wow. Yeah, okay, I didn't that was going to be my pick, yeah. And I will say the bullpen is a major concern of the Rangers if you got Chapman closing games for you in the postseason. But I don't feel that bad of a pick now, considering you're going to pick them next. So I kind of feel validated knowing the smart man, Javier Reyes, is going to pick them next. So <laughs> we have a number six then, Javier. Uh, I'm going weird, as I always do. They've got a Puerto Rican, so that's what okay. I'm doing. And the they have the bust, the guy who's been, if not for some other players that have been heinous. I mean, we drafted the Astros, Jose Brea being one. Carlos Correa of the Minnesota Twins. I have to root for my brethren. He made a nice play in the uh, for, in game one the other day. I'm picking them purely because, not purely, I... They're a solid team. They struck out struck out way too much. We we make fun of the fact that Byron Buxton, the year that he was finally healthy, is what he was bad um, on a per game basis. Anyway, I just Korea at least has done it before in the playoffs, and more importantly, I like the rotation, man. I think the rotation's solid. I think that Sonny Gray could just have himself a little bit of a moment. Um, not to sound like Bill Simmons, but Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan. I know he really started falling apart after it looked like he was a breakout candidate. Maybe he's that classic playoff performer that everyone overdrafts him in fantasy next year. And then Pablo Lopez is a strikeout artist, um, like one of the best strikeout rates in the game. I could see it. And then the last reason is nobody's talking about them. Mm-hmm. No one all year. So the, again, to be to pull the Bill Simmons, uh, the nobody believes in us team, uh, the Minnesota Twins. So I'm picking them as my next pick. 
Yeah, I mean, I have them last on my list here. I think Fangraphs wow. has, them, has the worst odds to win the World yeah. Series of all uh -huh. the playoff field. So, like, if you're talking about a division winner that's, like, a major underdog <laughs> entering the postseason, like, the Twins are your pick. And like you said, I think it's just because they don't have, like, the name brand players on that roster. Because if you look at just, like, if you took all the names away and just looked at stats, like, on paper, like you said, the rotation is solid with the Grays and the Lopez's. The bullpen is good. Like Duran, I saw some graphic today. Like he threw the five hardest pitches thrown this year of any pitcher in Major League Baseball. Like he had five pitches that almost went 105 miles an hour. So like they got the bullpen. They got the rotation. Again, if you took the names away, like their lineup is as good as anybody here in terms of dudes with high OPSs, power output. So it's like on paper, the Twins have the makings of a, a team that could go deep in the postseason. I just don't think they have the name brand guys. I don't know how much you want to trust all these dudes who just mm -hmm. don't have like the career to support the, the expectation levels that maybe we're putting on them. So that's why I have them number 12. But in terms of like on paper success, like, yeah, maybe the Twins should be higher. This argument that we're having right now. Maybe, maybe. Let me see, though, since you got the Twins there and they were last on my list, this is where the draft can really start getting crazy then. I'll just go up. I'll just go with who I had next on my list. Um, I don't even love this team. Like you said, this is a team that we've seen with a lot of postseason failures. Usually it's because of, mm. we like to say, analytics. But I think at this <laughs> point of the draft, middle, you know, number seven overall, I have mm -hmm. to take the Tampa Bay Rays, who yeah. still on paper, like, I may not love the Tampa Bay Rays. I might still believe that they're going to falter in the postseason. But once again, they won 99 games. Yeah. Andy Diaz's was in the running for the batting title. I'm not even quite sure if he got it. I don't think he did. Like Their lineup had like five dudes with over 800 OPS. You look at that rotation. I mean, Zach Eflin had a huge bidding war in the offseason. It seems like the Tampa Bay Rays were right because he had a pretty good season. Glasnow's back. You got uh, the even some other guys out there from the Peter Fram Banks to the the poshes, like their bullpen is good. Their rotation is good. Just like the twins. If you look on paper, take away the names. Um, Not a lot of name brand guys, but everyone is just performing at a super high level, even at a higher level than what the twins are. They're kind of like the rich man's twins. A lot of guys who may not know of, but just dudes having breakout phenomenal season. So I'll take the Rays here. They're machine every single season. It doesn't really matter what the name is on the back of the jersey. It more matters about the front of the jersey because it's more of a cog with the Tampa Bay Rays. I probably think they're going to fall short, but I think at number seven, the value is just too good for Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, it's a great value pick. Uh, the reason that I did pick them is just because, I mean, it's obvious, which is just the vibes are absolutely atrocious uh, in Tampa on top of McClanahan. Yeah. And then the other guy we don't have to speak about uh, for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, we shouldn't speak about nothing to say there. Mm. Bad. Um, the vibes are just so bad. And otherwise, I might have been like, hey, at some point they got to, you know, pull this off. I mean, they've had multiple years when they were like one of the best teams of the league. They have the similar thing with the Rangers, uh, where they were kind of the dominant team for most of the year until the end. And they also have had their own, you know, players that are no longer on the team or, or hurt or whatever, same thing with the Rangers. So they kind of strike me the same way. The teams that were basically the story of 80% of the season um, that just kind of fell off towards the end. And now everyone's falling in love with your Miami types and your Brewer types and all those teams. So maybe we should just go back to basics and look at the teams that showed us from the majority of the season. Yeah, it's going to be an uh, interesting litmus test of should you ride with the teams that were hot with the momentum entering the postseason or yeah. should you ride with the teams who you saw, you know, for 75% of the season really dominate. But like you said, maybe that last month they faltered a little bit. So good case study between those two parallels there. But before we wrap up this segment, give us one more pick, Javi. Oof. 
now let, let's let's uh let, let's cut to break real quick because honestly <laughs> i gotta think about it i gotta think about it I'm, I'm uncomfortable all right i'm uncomfortable i guess well i know why when you're sitting down you're not un uncomfortable i know why you are comfortable javi because i know for every podcast you wear this certain pair of shorts called bird dogs because bird dogs javi make you look good bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look and makes you look like a greek adonis bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as the lululemon but fit way better they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff restricting cotton Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And the best part about Bird Dogs is they're great for any occasion, going on an evening stroll, the grocery store, or even a wedding. Wear your Bird Dog shorts. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And don't forget to catch every D-backs and Padres pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the series XM app and either search up Dimebacks or Padres. Now we're back here with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. And so far, I have the number one pick, and it's gone Braves, Dodgers, Astros, Phillies, Rangers, Twins, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Number eight, and on the clock, Javier Reyes. I'm picking the team that I'm rooting for now in the postseason. Out of all the teams, uh, you know, Philly, I I mentioned, unfortunately, their players are a good vibe. I'm not taking your team. Wow. Because, honestly, I'm going to be nice. I'm in a good mood, man. I want you to take your team. Uh, if, we're, if we're being honest, I want you to give your your soliloquy, you know, <laughs> wax poetic on your own team. I'm picking the Miami Marlins. Okay. Um, and while, look, on top of just Arise being so fun, right? Like this is a guy that is the counterculture oddball to what we get in baseball these days. All these singles hitting it all over the place and a hitter that I actually think might be really amazing as a playoff guy. Just knowing that you're going to have this guy who is probably going to get on base twice a game. I think that might be like amazing for the playoffs um, specifically. Maybe not the full course season, but that's another story. Um, you know, the pitchings, there, there's some problems there, but you know, you add Jake Berger, you have Josh Bell, former Padre. They haven't been in the postseason like forever. I'm happy for the Marlins fans. And while this last bit will make me sound uh, granted to, to I, I think just a vocal minority, but will make me sound a bit like I'm overly sanctimonious or something like that. But I'm rooting for him also because of Kim Ang. I think it's a great story. Um, I think it's a great story. First female GM, obviously, in sports history. Comes in right after, you know, Jeter leaves, right? And I think that's a, a really big part of this. When she's allowed to just just cook, for lack of a better term, by herself. Uh, the fact that they made the playoffs this first year, even if they had that minus 55 run differential, some of the trades were good, raising the farm, et cetera. She deserves a lot of credit, and I think it's a really cool story, so I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I've said Kim should be the executive of the year. I mean, you look at the Marlins the last few years. They didn't. They made the playoffs one time under Don Mattingly. That was during the 2020 COVID shortened season. They were two games mm-hmm. above 500, so it's not even like they romped their way to a playoff that season. Never won 80 games under Don Mattingly. Kim fires him, brings in her own manager, and after one single season, they win 80 plus games for the first time in like eight years. They make it to the postseason in a real regular season, and I think she crushed the deadline, like you said, the Bells 
kills the burgers. Like I say on every podcast, no idea who burger was pre deadline. The dude is going to have near 40 home runs and have himself a fantastic season and get paid here pretty soon. So I like this Marlins team a lot. I just think the only thing holding them back, lack of experience. Like I think this team is pretty loaded with talent. I just think they're raw. And I think that could just bite them, especially going against, like you said, a Philadelphia Phillies team, who's the reigning, World Series runner-up, I just think they're going to be pretty loaded in that playoff series. So I like the Marlins here at number eight. I'm not mad at it at all. I had them listed at number nine on my little spreadsheet here. So we're kind of in lockstep there. Mm. So for me at number nine, then, I guess I'll take another young team. Not my team just yet. I'll take Mm. an American League young team. The team that won the AL East, another just great value AL East team, 99-plus wins. I'll just put them down, number nine in the draft. I'll take the Baltimore Orioles. I think for the same reason, um, I think we both have reservations when it comes to the Orioles because maybe we feel like they played above expectation levels this year. I mean, Mm -hmm. of course, they have some great young talent with the Adley Rushmans and the Gunnar Hendersons of the world. Got some breakout seasons from, like, the Santanderas. But, like, the rotation still isn't that strong on paper. Their bullpen was kind of the strength of the pitching staff they took some hits with batista going down yeah. so i think like the marlins this is a team that is dealing with some injuries heading to the postseason they're super young they're super raw don't have a ton of experience maybe they're a better team than the marlins i think the record kind of illustrates that but i think the orioles i think there's a reason that we take them here at number nine i think there might be a little bit of fool's gold compared to what their record is i still think they're a really good team i just don't think they're the best team in the american league based off what their record says you know how teams and sports break out and then it's like, wow, this team has a great future. And then every now and then there's the one that it's just, it just happens immediately. Mm-hmm. I just, and maybe this is because I just keep remembering NBA and NFL and, and baseball, obviously too, that it's like, it just feels so rare that the team that is super young and had its breakout season and makes the playoffs that year goes all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, that is not a reason that they should have fallen this far. Uh, if they make it to like the ALCS, that would be like huge, and that could very much happen. I just don't see them winning the whole thing with Kyle Bradish being your only pitcher. Maybe this is his coming out party, and two years from now we're like, hey, remember when we were like making fun of Bradish for being a nobody, and now he's the Cy Young winner? That could totally happen. But for me, it's just they've got a magic twirl to them. Yes, maybe my rooting against them because of my Padres bias, and that they, you know, somehow have had a a better single season than any Padre seasons since uh, Manny Machado came over. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. There's a little tension here, but to me, that's the thing. I remember like the Oklahoma city thunder when they blew up, you know what I mean? Like they had the Kevin Durant and Russell Westberg. I remember the Grizzlies, they blow up and they don't, they're the two seed and then they, they don't win in the playoffs. So just a general thing in sports that breakout team, the first year, especially when they're young. In my opinion, history tells us that doesn't usually uh, equal World Series, but this is also an incredible pick because, you know, you got them this low, so I'm for it. And actually, looking at my spreadsheet, there's actually a team that I want to take instead of them. Just misread my rankings here, so let's see who you <laughs> take with the next pick. Actually, I should have waited one more pick before I took the Orioles. So let's see who you take next, and maybe you take the team that I actually want to take here. Um, I'm going to take the team that um I make fun of all the time, and that's the Brewers. Oh. Uh, the Brewers, look, okay, they've got I, don't the like, pitching. I don't like how this draft is shaping up, Javi. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> There's a team that I want to take next that's not my team, and that means my team's going to be last if I don't take my team next. <laughs> yeah, <So>. tricked. <laughs> um, so I don't like how this shaped up, but continue. I'm sorry for interrupting. No problem. Crazy pitching. That's been their calling card forever. 
Um, I'm fine with taking this low. Maybe they're the 2015 Mets. For those who don't remember, the 2015 Mets basically had Cespedes, and that was it um, from their offense. And then they just had a murderer's row with Matt Harvey, who was good at the time, DeGrom, and Noah Syndergaard. They aren't at the peak of their powers, but Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, elite stuff. I don't know what's going on exactly with Brandon Woodruff's health. I haven't been following it as much. I still think he's going to pitch, or I hope he's going to pitch. You know They're what? saying he might be out for the postseason, I think. Oh, yeah. Hold on. He is the one that they said that for? I think yeah. I got it mixed up. Okay, so never mind. But even still, Wade Miley, not a bad pitcher. Um, not bad. I like Wade, I like Wade Miley. He's actually super underrated. Um, so him as a third guy, I could see I could see Corbin Burns turning it up uh, for the postseason. But, again, that's just me. Um, I don't love their lineup, but just a team that's super pitching heavy that you can rely on their starting pitching. Maybe some random dudes like, I don't know, who the heck is on this silly team? Aside from Yelich, <laughs> Owen Miller, Randall, Josh Donaldson that has the mountain of youth. It wouldn't surprise me if they're able to just get some offensive contribu- contributions outside your William Contreras and uh, Christian Yelich. Yeah, maybe a Willie Adamas or something uh, heats up. Hopefully not in the small yeah. card round. I hate how this draft is going. Uh, the, the D-backs or the Blue Jays are going to be um, the final pick of this draft. And I just think that's not right. I don't think either of those teams should have been the last pick. Should have taken the Blue Jays with my last pick over the Baltimore Orioles. Kind of regretting that one a little bit. This Brewers team, the weird thing about them, when you look at Corbin Burns' stats, he's been a way worse pitcher at home than on the road. ERA north of four at home and then below three on the road. So hopefully the D-backs who are only playing on the road in the wild card round, hopefully that helps them out against Corbin Burns in this opening round. I guess at the time of people listening to this podcast, they would know if it helped out the D-backs or not. So Brewers going number 10 in this draft. I had them at number 11 on my list. So with my final pick, I can even I, I can either pick the D-backs or Blue Jays. And for the sake of content, for the sake of my team not being last in this draft, I'm sorry, Toronto Blue Jays fans. You guys should have definitely not been last in this draft. I don't know how that happened. Black Road Jr., Bo Bichette, you guys are going last. But I'm taking the D-backs with the second-to-last pick, number 11 overall. You're going to have an elite frontline rotation as good as anyone in baseball with the Zach Gallon and the Merrill Kellys of the world. You're going to have some... Really, your your lineup is solid with the Corbin Carrolls, the the Ketel Martes, the Christian Walkers. You got some Tommy fans, Lords Guriels, the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Major question mark. Don't feel good about that. I just think like the Marlins, just another team where you like the rotation a little bit. You might like the lineup, but overall, just think the lack of experience, the lack of playoff warts are just going to hurt this D-backs team. I'm glad that they're there. I'm glad that they're fighting and going to get some experience under their belt. I just don't think this is going to be the year. Like you said. Uh, a new team breakout, young first season back in the postseason after a few years not there. First year back, are they going to make it all the way to the World Series and take it all? Probably not. Probably not. I'll pick the D backs over the Brewers in this series, but that's about as far as I'll go. And I'm rooting for them. I'll be rooting for them in this series. And I know that sounds like ridiculous. Again, this is the third time today I've done something that's not Padres like, but I have no beef with the D backs. You know what I mean? It's like a sports hate. You know what I mean? It's sports hate. The, the Dodgers much more gets like, oh, livid and heated. I think all of us hate the Dodgers, so that's fine. But um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And maybe Gallon goes nuts. And in fairness, it's been quiet for the D-backs lately, which might be a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, they clinch a postseason spot without winning a game, you know, the final like week of the season. So I think that's why. <laughs> they really limped into the playoffs. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, that leaves the Blue Jays for me. 
right? Yes, but um, why do they have the worst equity of winning the World Series of any playoff team, Javi? I think that they're similar to the D-backs where they limped in. Um, they limped into the postseason. I've had this conspiracy theory that no one has talked about them. Okay. Like, I swear on everything I own, this was the least covered good team this year. Maybe that's my bubble. It probably is the bubble that I'm in with the National League and the Padres, et cetera. Canada bias? Nobody. Canada um, bias? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a Canada bias. I don't know. But it's just Vladdy was underwhelming this year. Just mm-hmm. really underwhelming, really disappointing season. Yeah. I know they have Bo Bichette. I know Matt Chapman gives you some value, especially defensively. Um, but I just I just don't see it with them. And, you know, granted, we recorded this a little bit late. Um, but Kevin Gosman is like that type of starter who could carry an entire postseason's like pitching staff. I'd argue he could be the overall best starter that's currently in the playoffs. I think you could make that argument. But, you know, doesn't have a lights out game one. And the Blue Jays aren't able to score at the time of recording. He went four innings, gave up three. Uh, you know, and then Pablo Lopez just went nuts for the for the twins. So I don't know. I don't hate it, but they just don't have that energy that I feel like they had the, the previous years where I, they just feel like that crazy. You see the the games in Toronto where like the fans are nuts because they basically have a whole country to themselves. Yeah. Right. But I I just don't feel it. And I might I get, you know, have egg on my face uh, by the end of this. Maybe we're going to be like, why did you guys pick on the team that was in the worst division in baseball, the twins, but then you, uh, you know, didn't believe in the blue Jays who were in one, arguably the best division. Um, but that's just how I feel, man, how I feel. Yeah. The blue Jays play in their lineup that has the highest OPS plus the season, Brandon belt. So if your playoff lineup is Brandon True. belt dependent, uh, I don't know how far you're going to go in the postseason. Like you said, when you really look at the black road junior numbers this year, really just, not very impressive at all. So we'll see if he can have a bounce back next year. I think he was one of our bounce back candidates for next year in one of our drafts. If not, he was maybe one of the highest overrated players that we took one of our drafts. Mm-hmm. He was one or the other, either bounce back or highest overrated player. Um, don't exactly remember which one, but it sounds like we're going to have a very exciting postseason field. Any predictions you want to get off your chest here, Javier Reyes, as we wrap up our podcast today? Any World Series predictions or or uh, just wild card round predictions you want to get off? Um, I think Correa is going to be great. Mm. Wow. I think he's going to be the Jason Hayward of this postseason. It's my what do time. I mean by that? Yeah, exactly. It's his time. What I mean by that is, do you remember when the Cubs won the World Series and allegedly Jason Hayward gave the most inspirational speech of all time mm-hmm. at like when the raid happens and everyone was like, guess the, the money was worth it. I see that for Correa. He's been wow. bad. He's like a six hitter now, but I see him providing that value randomly in the playoffs and then everyone's going to be like, all right, guess it was worth it. He showed up when it counted. That's my prediction. And it is definitely not at all uh, related to my Puerto Rican bias. No, no bias there. That is Javier Reyes of Lock on Padres wrapping up another week, another crossover, another draft. Javi, where can the listeners find you? Can find me on Twitter at Javipeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, and then at L-O underscore Padres. Folks, don't worry, just because it's the playoffs, we're not done talking Padres stuff. Plenty of season player reviews to do. Plenty of questions about, you know, AJ Preller, should he be fired? All that stuff. I'm going to be revisiting old takes uh, kind of like a freezing cold takes they still work out of that trying to find not just other people but my uh, old takes about this Padres season that I think should be a lot of fun for obvious reasons given how much of the Padres fell off so it's a lot of good stuff don't worry uh, if they're not in it I got you covered 
Yeah, follow Padres like D-backs on all your podcasting platforms. And don't forget to hit subscribe to Padres and D-backs on YouTube as well. Another week, another draft. We're Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres. Until next week, sir.